welcome to another episode of Touch of Gloves. I'm Jace. I'm Jed. And in this episode, we're just going to have a sort of a fight update um, over the last couple of fight nights and the uh, talk about the upcoming fight night uh, 174. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to crack straight on. Yeah, just chat through it, isn't it? No yeah. Need for much, so it, much structure. After the uh, excitement of uh, UFC 251, we had um, UFC fight night 172. Which headlined Qatar, uh, Calvin Qatar versus Danny Gay. Danny Gay, obviously being your boy. Yeah, I really uh, like that. And yeah. I think Calvin kind of proved that he's one of the more reliable fighters, just yeah. in terms of he he puts on a, a he gives it his all every single time he turns up. You know what you're going to get with him, and that mm-hmm. is well rounded. Uh, he's strong everywhere. Um, I'd say his. Pr- Probably his one drawback is he's a bit of a slow starter, uh, which I think cost him against Zabit. Um, and which is what I thought was going to cost him against Ige. Ige exactly just, right. Yeah. Exactly right. It looked Straight like he was losing the fight. Um, mm. But then, yeah, he kind of he takes a little while to figure out his opponents. And then once he's done that, yeah, he's off to the races. I think if he can just get yeah. a bit better at nailing that down, he's going to be a real, real problem. Uh, yeah, well, anyone in the featherweight division. He probably proved that he's probably second in line after um, Korean Zombie for a title shot. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, the only thing really going to be holding him back is that he's not a huge name as of yet. I don't think he has a huge fan base, or if he does, not a vocal one. Mm. Um, but I think I think it'll be a good fight for Max. To be honest, oh, that would be <clears throat> that's a great idea. Yeah, that's mm. a great that's a great shout. Uh, but yeah, if he keeps on winning and keeps on putting performances like his knockout against uh, Jeremy Stevens with that el- that step in elbow um, was both disgusting yeah. <laughs> and beautiful at the same time. Um, so yeah, if he can keep doing stuff like that, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to deny him. I'd love to yeah. see him in Max actually. I think that would be a, a great fight. A great fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if he does win, then you you can't really argue about his position in the in the division. Um, no, exactly. The, yeah. The rest of the card, I don't really feel the the need to talk about. Uh, well, Tim Elliott won. Nice. Tim Elliott won. That says it all, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Elliott was the K-main. Um, yeah, I like I liked him. I don't know why I rag on him so much. Um, you pretty harsh on him, yeah. It's just he's just an odd guy. I always mm-hmm. just think of that season of tough where he came on as a guest and he he started picking a fight with like middleweights. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the strangest, obviously. Remember Gunther? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I do remember yeah. <laughs> Gunther. Was he was the guy strange. who used to, to shave alpacas, right? That was it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see him for a long time. Well, I didn't think we were going to be talking about him at the start. Of this yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you um, said strange. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, like, I liked mm. him. Um, he is what he is. Like He's a bit of a name... He's going to be a gatekeeper in the division. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that kind of sums up the card to me. He he would usually be the kind of guy that opens the card, not not the co-main. But then it was a Wednesday night, so what, what do you expect, really? Um, yeah, the yeah. main takeaway, congrats to um, Calvin, looking great. Dan Ige, um, I don't think it's set him back too far. Like I, I gave him two rounds, and I thought he looked good in those two rounds. Uh, a couple more fights, and I think he'd be back in contention. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I hope, hope he is. Yeah, you know, I like uh, just yeah, like no, the way he fights. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's great, man. He's, he's in entertaining fights, isn't he? He is indeed. 
Uh, and then we move on to Saturday's card. Um, should we start with the co-main? Because I think like the sadness of the the main event is actually kind of overshadowed for us at least the the sadness of the of the co-main, which is Calvin yeah, exactly, Gaslam yeah. versus Jack Hermanson. Um The ankle lock, no? Yeah, like he oh, just he, he tried it like three times. Mm-hmm. Calvin was like, "No, we're not getting that." And then well, he, just, it. Just, yeah. he looks so unconcerned mm-hmm. even when it was basically locked in he was like come on nobody locks in and then, ah! yeah. and then oh shit you have yeah and then yeah and then he obviously apologized because he was like i cannot believe i got caught by that i know um so yeah I, I basically as soon as that i watched that fight i thought right as soon as we get on podcast i'm gonna be asking jace what's next for him ufc or not even ufc kelvin gives you that's right you personally he comes on the podcast he's a big fan i don't know if you know this jace but he, he's a big fan of the show big fan of you especially uh and he says i'm going to put my career in your hands does he stay at middleweight or does yeah. he try and go back down because when you actually look at the people in that division if i've got the choice mate he's staying in middleweight and he's fighting your eye hall yeah but what does that <laughs> do what does that do for him in terms of like he has some so, confidence, man. He's not. You think, three that's, in a row. you think that's what his problem is? That he's a bit shook. No, I just think he got caught cool and he just did not expect it. I don't think that there was an issue. I don't think he has a problem. I just think he uh, he underestimated it. He, he underestimated the position that he was in. Um, obviously, he thought he was on top. He's 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 well, not he reversed the position like nicely. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, he was doing really well. I I feel sorry for the guy. I think it was just such a superb uh, submission by Hermanson and uh, I think he just needs yeah he just needs he just needs a win to bounce back and I'm thinking I just want to see the Uriah full fight I don't think that's the fight he should have yeah. he should have something maybe or well, no probably the loser of Darren Till and Whitaker is probably a bit too much but bear in mind it mm. his his most recent three fights one of them is a loss to Darren Till yeah exactly he's lost to, to um, the champ in a a fight that probably boosted his stock because he did really well. Um, and then obviously it fell apart in the fifth, but he was, he was a live dog in that fight until then. Uh, yeah. Then lost to Darren Till. And then now for, I think what many people were kind of seeing is a, as a, as a tune up fight, as the fight that was going to give him his confidence back, Jack Amanison, he's lost to him. Yeah. So exactly. I am yeah. just like, I am wondering do you want to? You don't want to go down too far into the pecking order of the uh, the no. rankings. Do you know what I mean? And and get someone maybe that's unranked or something like that. I just that don't see him much. ever ever mm. being champ in that division. I just think he's too small. Yeah, I just, he had so much trouble making weight, didn't he? He did, and the, yeah. So like that's it, man. Especially is I'm kind of being a hypocrite there, where I'm always talking about how I think people should fight at their ideal weight, and if they can't make that weight or is causing them grief, then yeah. don't be in it. Um, where would you rank him in welterweight? Well, you'd have to give him you'd have to give him a fight to sort of kind of see. Yeah, but... uh, yeah, exactly. That's it, isn't it? But I just I think of I think of middleweight. I'm like the champ. And then you think of Paula Costa, and then you think of Yuel Romero, and you're yeah, like, massive, massive God damn, guys, they're yeah. huge. He doesn't beat any of them. He doesn't beat any of them. And it's like, whereas I could easily see him going down to welterweight and beating Masvidal. Yeah, I just think he's lazy at making weight. I think he just, it, either his body just struggles 
Yeah. So he's he just yeah, like you said, like the people in middleweight are probably light heavyweight verging on heavyweights, losing that weight, making that harsh weight cut to be in that division. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kelvin Gaston just probably just walks around as a middleweight. Yeah, I can't imagine he's much more, much mm-hmm. more than that. Uh, and if he is, then he's definitely letting him. Yeah, that's definitely too much because for the yeah. size of it, he shouldn't be. It's not like he's carrying a load of muscle. Um, but yeah, I was gutted for him. Uh, I mean, fair play to Hermanson. Like he looked good. He's definitely that's a, a name. Oh, yeah. That's a scout for his his record. Is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was. It was upsetting it wasn't long enough to really say yay or nay for for gas to them so maybe i am kind of jumping the gun i think you're probably closer to the truth there where you've said yeah he just he got caught he wasn't really taking the position seriously because who yeah, the hell lots of those kind of submissions anymore mm-hmm. uh and then oh god he has and then we get to the main event um i don't think it surprised anybody um but was also no less sad which is really harsh because, like, we've now got a champ at flyweight that looks super entertaining. Yeah. In Davis and Figueredo. Mm-hmm. But pretty much everyone's takeaway is, oh, man, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah. Joey Benavidez, no. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no silver lining to that fight. Like, he got starched. Mm. He got dropped multiple times, uh, got put in some horrendous positions where he did really well to get out of them. Like one of the chokes I thought, oh, it's done. And he yeah. managed to actually fire out of it and get back to his feet. That's then it. was and dropped then... again. And then, yeah, literally went out. His eyes oh, rolled his eyes. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I swear it was the commentary team that made the ref actually go, oh, yeah, he, he's dead. Because <laughs> yeah. like he was he's watching, out. he's out. Yeah. I was like, oh God. Mm. Um, but yeah, Davison looks like a killer. Um, and also, I think that there are probably people in that division that could give him a fight because we've yeah. got we've got lightweight right now. I'm still making that champ- division to light. I'm honest with you. Me too. Me too. But assuming it's sticking around, there yeah. are some people in that division that I could see beating Davison or at least. Um, as I said, giving him a fight. Whereas we've got welterweight, where I'm like that champ staying the champ for a while. We've got lightweight, where I'm like that champ staying the champ for a while. We've got John Jones, which has been the case now for a billion years. It would be nice to have a division where there's uncertainty, where it's like, oh, this actually could yeah. change hands at any moment. Because the women's divisions are the same, other than um, strawweight. Uh, like Amanda Nunes obviously is, is if she stays around she's not losing like we were saying last episode wouldn't change. it yeah so yeah I think either way like Joe Benavides would have been the same um, but uh, Figueredo looks like if, if for as long as he stays champ it might be a Robbie Lawler-esque situation where we get some some great fights some knockouts some wild mm-hmm. scraps um, but Tim Elliott just won <laughs> <laughs> you've ruined it already <laughs> <laughs> God, God damn it! Uh, but yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't too bad of a card. Uh, going for for Joseph Benavides, um, we are obviously in no position to tell someone when they should or, or shouldn't retire. Uh, I think if he feels like calling it a day, there's no shame in it. Like he's been around forever. He's been in with pretty much every name in the weight class. He's fought Dominic Cruz, I think twice. He's fought Mighty Mouse twice. He's got a win over Cejudo. 
Uh, he's beat numerous WEC champs. Like he's been oh, around yeah, forever. Yeah. Exactly, his career is great. He's probably borderline Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. not without winning the belt, but um, either way, yeah, yeah. How many but title he, shots does he have in the end? Um, so UFC title fights, yeah. he had four, four uh, and I think total he had five. So I think he had one in WEC and lost, uh, and then yeah, had four um, in the UFC and lost all of them. Which is not a good stat to have. Like you don't want to be in the record books for for losing the most title fights. But regardless, like the guy was very very good, and there's no shame in retiring as a very very good fighter, mm. if not an elite one. Um, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, he's just going to be sat there as like the gatekeeper, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's turning thirty five, uh, and at that weight, that's ancient, man. Like. He, he'll still make the money though he's going to be the money fight in that division people are going to want to fight him for probably now yeah he's definitely the name like every yeah you're right every young gun coming up is going to be like well he's the name that i could probably beat and probably beat in spectacular fashion um that's it it's who I that's dangerous man I mean, coming up is like mm. he is great uh yeah but yeah whatever he whatever he does you know i'll be rooting for him um but as I said, I feel like a lot of the talk is taken away from the fact that there is a, a new champ that looked insane. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, fair play to him. And um, on that card as well, that, um, what's her name? Uh, Lipsky. Oh my God. I'm so Literally the most, yeah, brutal that. submission I've ever seen. My the mind bar. purposely like pushed it out of my brain because I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was visually ugly, but it was the scream. It was the lack of crowd and the scream from Carolina. I think mm-hmm. was her name, the opponent, who was just like slapping her on the back to get her off. Like, oh, and she obviously stayed down. Like, she didn't go, "Ow, yeah, you got me," and then got up. She was yeah, on the ground. Like, that's torn. That's gone. It was vile, mate. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, Brutal. the queen of violence. That's <laughs> kind of like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's her nickname. Mm. yeah man uh but yeah no overall not not a bad card at all and as i said talked with a that was really good. yeah um and now this sat is it this saturday it is this saturday it is. Yeah. yeah we've got a car i tell you what mate i uh i might stay up for this yeah i, yeah, might I, can, I, I can see why you would do that yeah like it's a good look the top three fights I definitely think we should put a little mini accumulator on them uh, and maybe spice it up by saying finish on one of them. Um, uh, I'd say Gus finishes Verdun. Well, I don't know, man, because like Verdun yeah. has been in there with like Mark Hunt and some serious powerhouses. Alexander hmm. Gustafsson wasn't really known for knocking people out the division below. He's also been out for ages. Now, yeah, Vadim looked like he did not give a damn about fighting in his last fight anymore. Yeah, against uh, Alenic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, he's, I just. Well, yeah. I, that's not to say that I'm saying let's go Vadim. I'm saying let's go Gustafsson. Yeah. But if I'm probably saying finish, I'd say Shogun uh, finishes Nogueira. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even quite early if it really boosted the bet. Um, but yeah, if I was uh, saying accumulator, I'd be like Gustafsson beats Vadim, Shogun Rua knocks out 
Nogueira. Nogueira, yeah. Um, and then Whitaker Till. Mm. And then Whitaker Till, right? I did it at one point. I wanted to do an in-depth breakdown of this. And now, the closer it got to this episode, I was like, I don't have a clue. I have no, <laughs> yeah. I have no yeah. idea. It's a great like, Rob has been in some absolute wars. Mm. Like, so his last three fights, two of them were wars against Yuel Romero, who was a monster. And then the third one, he got demolished. So he's taken so much damage. That uh, third one was against uh, Israel Adesanya, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, like, how much wear and tear is there? Is he going to be the same fighter going in? Um, whereas Darren Till, obviously, is now up at middleweight, um, where he has looked better. Uh, I don't know. I, I also don't even know who I'm rooting for. Like usually I'll go for the Brit, but I just think Bobby Knuckles is, the, is his nickname. Is <laughs> uh, such a likable dude that I, I genuinely don't know. I think it's probably yeah. win win and lose lose. Like I want Darren Till to win. You like, want Darren Till to win. It was crazy to me if you if I said if I heard myself saying that six months ago, I would have laughed. Oh, you used to but hate him. I did absolutely hate him. But it kind of grew on me. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just his honesty. Yeah, he was very to, honest about his losses, wasn't he? And his mental health and things like that. And just kind of like, oh, this guy... I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he just says how he feels, even if sometimes yeah. that's... Quite, uh, uh, I ended up respecting that and then kind of... Uh, yeah. It, it kind of overtook the reasons why I did dislike the guy. And uh, I'd like to see him win. Obviously, I'd love to see... A Brit champion again after Michael Bisping. Well, this is it. This is it. So I think the other the other fact excites me more is yeah, as you as you said that if Robert wins, it puts him back into contention in a division where I'm like, well, we already saw what happened when you went up against the champ. Mm. Um, I think is more exciting and there's more interesting questions if Darren Till wins. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, him versus the winner of um, Israel Adesanya and, and Costa would be very exciting. Um, and I think you could probably argue for that fight. Whereas, yeah, if Robert Whittaker won, I don't know if you could argue for, for a title shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah that is a... Winner. Yeah, so, um, that is a good card, man. Um, mm. And, yeah, yeah I, I, think, will, um, I will be rooting for uh, Darren Hill for that one. I'm just hoping it's a damn good fight. Because on paper, it should be. Like, that's two crazy powerful strikers with a lot of wrinkles to their game. Um, and yeah, it, it, it could be a bloodbath from start to finish and goes five mm. rounds, or it could be over in a round. It's one of those fights where you just don't know. Yeah, um, the most exciting ones. Yeah, the great matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, very excited. Uh, I'll be staying up, probably, even even if you're not. Uh, but I will be ringing your house constantly to, to wake you up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, if I can convince you, I, I do reckon we should put a, a little accumulator on there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Was that for a cheeky bet. Yeah. Um, and if it needs one more, um, Cowboy Oliveira is on there. The Brazilian Cowboy uh, is on uh, there. Oh, yeah. Spotter. So yeah. we stuck him on as well because he's one of our like low-key faves. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's a that's a really solid, really solid card. I don't think we'll bother breaking down any of the other ones. We'll we'll talk about the later cards um, closer to the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so I did have something else that I wanted to to talk to you about, um, sort of pose you a a question, or not maybe not even a question, just see if it's something that you're also 
recognizing how you feel about it. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite things about MMA over boxing, because obviously we're both big fans of both, has always been how MMA seen the fan base especially and even the the brass when it comes to like giving title shots or whatever they don't punish losses the same way boxing does so in boxing like you can lose two fights and be seen as done like actually pushed up done and like that kind of started with with mayweather where he was you basically exactly 50 and 0 wasn't it exactly he that's all he cared about in the end his uh, undefeated record, that's how he made his money. That built his, his legacy, uh, his whole aura, his whole persona was built around that undefeated, the best ever kind of thing. Um, and it caught on. And like Anthony Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz uh, and people were already talking about him like he was a thing in the past and that was it. And we oh, yeah, it. it's always happened in boxing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's vile. And like one of my favorite things about MMA, as I said, was that didn't happen. You could get fighters like masvidal mm-hmm. and and nate diaz and and you know connor even who has had multiple losses and like it doesn't really hurt their standing you can have people like joe lozon and diego sanchez who they're fan favorites despite the losses whereas in recent years or at least this year especially maybe it's because now we're doing this podcast i'm more kind of in the bubble yeah um, yeah, I'm noticing like a lot of talk about Masvidal being a journeyman or so and so being washed up because they've lost this. I mean, I basically just did it with with Kelvin Gaslam. I was like, he's lost three in a row, Jace. Like this mm-hmm. could be it. And as you rightly put that into context, no, he had a, he had an off night and got caught. We know he's still a great fighter. Um, but yeah, I just wondered if you've seen the same thing, how you feel about it, how you feel about the importance of records and. Yeah, I just wondered what you thought. Yeah, I don't feel it's like on the same level as boxing, but it definitely, um, definitely UFC has changed their momentum, especially I think with with people like Habib being in the division and, and being undefeated, that they heavily relied on that. And it kind of has brought, especially the times now, has brought these boxing fans over. And I'm, I'm worried that it's going to sort of bleed into the UFC, really, because we noticed that even though everyone knows John Jones has a defeat, as a, as a loss on him, they they've pushed that undefeated record by kind of like tailoring it to say he's the, he's an undefeated as a champion. Um, yeah. Even though he's had a loss, it kind of is like, why didn't you just be honest? He's had a loss. It was Especially a when, exactly. But, yeah. Especially mm. when the loss was, was under the circumstances it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one yeah. agrees. It was a loss. I can imagine um, by the rules. Yeah. It was a loss. It was, a, it was a 12, six elbow. He should have that loss, but you kind of think, well, that's a silly rule anyway, but the rules are all, I guess. But yeah, just I have noticed that they're pushing these undefeated fighters and putting a lot of like putting them on a massive pedestal. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when you put one on a pedestal that high, as soon as they have that loss, exactly. it's a long way to fall, isn't it? That's it, man. And like mm-hmm. for me and for you and for any rational minded fight fan, a loss can be as valuable, if not more valuable. Yeah. That win. All right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not do anything for your stock, but it will definitely do something for. It will mm-hmm. teach you about who you are as a fighter, and it will also let you know where you do have holes. Because I just think it's really dangerous to like just have that mentality of yeah. Oh, if I lose, I'm I'm done. Like yeah, I don't I don't feel it's at the level of boxing um, at the moment because 
Mm-hmm. If you look at people like Stipe and the losses he's had with Struth, uh, DC, they, they set up good trilogy fights. And yeah, I just. Mm-hmm. I, think I also think like it would be really good for prospects. So, like we were recently talking about uh, on here, we talked about Sugar Sean, Sean O'Malley. Um, and we were saying how like, they're kind of building him up uh, as a prospect where they're giving him people that it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to win, but you'd expect him to win. And each time is a slight level up. Um, well, I think that's fine to do so. But I do think that if he does get put in there with someone and someone does surprise him and beat him, that doesn't mean that he cannot one day be elite. Like, yeah. The fan base has this exactly. weird thing of like, when you get to the UFC, that's you have to make a you've like, plateaued. Yeah. Like, like, well, no, is in there. That's as good as you're going to get. So if you lose, that proves that you're not great. It's mm. like, well, no, it's it's a constant learning experience. And so, yeah, if Sugar Sean wants to go in there and lose to someone. That's who's to say that he may it may relight the fire in him, if not push him harder. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a loss is not not the end of it. I, I guess they they don't tend to push it too much because of their main guy, Conor McGregor, it isn't. <laughs> no, well, isn't, uh, like I said, for me, it was, more, it was mm. more the fans, I noticed. Yeah. Really starting to... Well, there's, to there's not of... been much boxing on. No. Well, so you think it may actually even be boxing fans kind of coming over? Yeah, into, into the world of UFC, because well. it is getting bigger. Yeah. 100%. So... Maybe it is that meant that the the the, uh, the boxing mentality coming over to UFC and yeah uh, and thinking yeah when you when you lose you're kind of you, you're on the you're on the downslope whereas mm-hmm. it can yeah it, it not you can actually make you better at the end of the day. One hundred percent. I mean, not to mm-hmm. keep talking about boxing, but like Lennox Lewis and uh, Klitschko, they wouldn't have been the elite champions that they ended up being if they hadn't had the losses earlier in their careers. Uh, and I think that is the same for a lot of previous MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just something that worries me because as, as you said, as it gets bigger and it sort of attracts more casual fans, and I don't mean that in like a derogative term, we're arguably kind of casual fans. I mean, we don't, we, we don't watch every single fight. Um, there'll be fight nights that we miss or, or don't at least watch live. Um, we don't watch... Bellator too much. I mean, we'll we'll basically kind of wait for that to be on. Uh, yeah. See if there's anything worth watching. Same with like One FC and the other organizations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we you know we're passionate, but I'd argue that we're still kind of on the the casual side of things, uh, even though we do have a, a podcast. So I don't mean that in a derogatory term, but I just think the bigger it gets, the more casual fans there are, the more that a loss is probably going to be seen in a negative light um which i do feel is is damaging for the sport like for me i care about the quality of the fights the quality yeah, of the, yeah, the yeah it's not it's not many Character sports matches. where you think that a person's done when they uh when they have a loss no i mean i can't think of much no like snooker I, you, you lost in the championship you don't think he's done you just think oh they'll, <laughs> they'll have a go at the next the next one tennis mm-hmm. formula one Johnny, all yeah. these like golf if they don't win, they don't. It doesn't show that they're past it. No. Yeah. So it's it's the exact same. You're competing against someone. Mm-hmm. Some there's got to be there's got to be a loser. Yeah. So exactly. Unless it's uh, a draw. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of. 
But yeah, I just think it's an interesting thing and it's definitely something I'm sort of keeping an eye on. Uh, and it's also something I'd like to kind of discuss. Um, like, so yeah, like if anyone listening wants to get onto it or if they think we're wrong or right or how do they feel about a loss, I imagine we'll talk to a, a few of our mates about it who who listen. Um, but yeah, I just think it would be it would be damaging to the sport if we start just downplaying there are levels to this man and like a loss can help you get to that next level it doesn't mean that you've fallen off uh but yeah i just wanted to to make the point i'm, I'm glad you agree with me imagine if, mm. imagine if you can. <laughs> you're yeah. like no nate diaz is a bum although a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people do think he's a bum uh yeah, that's that's a hill we'll we'll die on, but that's probably a topic yeah, for an. Gaslam's done three losses in a row. You have to drop him. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. I regret yeah, nah. saying anything about Gas. Have I actually contradicted myself? Because I also was saying how Robert Wick <laughs> probably isn't going to win a title now. I'm like Robert Wick is done. Uh... <laughs> 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 no, you yeah, will know why. Entrap it, but no. Um... It's not that you're saying because he's lost, he won't win. You're saying the people he's lost to are obviously now <laughs> the guy he lost to previously is a champ. So, yeah. No, well, the other thing I think the other thing is that, um, that that's not to say that you, you're you never not going to be done. Like you, every fighter has that day where they age. DJ Penn. Yeah, exactly. Where suddenly your reflexes are gone or mm-hmm. you're the coin purse, what they call in terms of getting knocked out, where your chin's just cracked. And when you could take a shot, you suddenly can. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, there are fighters that get to that stage where 100% they are done and they are not going to be the fighter that they were. But I'm talking about when you're either on the rise, on the come up, or in your prime, a loss isn't the end of the world and doesn't mean that much. No, That's I agree. what I'm saying. And... Um... Yeah, well, well, we'll leave it there. But yeah, if the listeners have any thoughts on what we've talked about and uh, want want to chip in, let us know. At Touch of Gloves. Yeah, at Twitter, at Touch of Gloves. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a good th- good thing to con- consider going forward if we um if we notice this these sort of habits cropping up, yeah. like especially with um promos of UFC. I know they're gonna he- like heavily lean on the undefeated if a, if, a, if a champion is undefeated but oh, yeah well habib is his, is his arguably his biggest center point like it's either yeah. that or the bloody brawl <laughs> the bloody jump the cage <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Got his, got his uh, yeah that's the three things yeah <laughs> well yeah if he had any footage of it that would be in every one of his promos <laughs> I guarantee there is yeah i know but is that <laughs> i mean it's not actually <laughs> It's not actually in the UFC framers. There's not slow mo of him like slamming Connor, beating up Poye, and then him as a child beating up a bear. <laughs> um, there should be. Anyway, we've we've gone massively, massively off the rails here. Um, but yeah, uh, get at us, guys. At Touch of Gloves, and um, thanks for listening. Appreciate you all. Cheers, gang. Bye. Cheers, then. Cheers.